0: Hello and welcome back to The Greatest Rivalry, a podcast series brought to you by Wisdom. I'm Nikesh Rugani. And I'm Adif Nawaz. And this is a journey through the decades looking at sports' biggest
2: rivalry between India and Pakistan on a cricket field. And we're here in association with a great new product that's all set to revolutionise cricket coaching. It's called Sense, And it's available at kpsmartsports.com com. It's a small gadget that you can fit onto the back of your bat handle and it connects wirelessly to your smartphone. It then tracks your batting technique, telling you where you could improve. It only weighs 25 grams and it has a battery life of six hours. So more than enough for any young club cricketers. And you can get yours now for just £97 plus postage. Just head to kpsmartsports.com to order
0: yours now. And while you're there, you can check out their range of replica kits. Yeah, talking of replica kits, uh, Atif, what is your favourite Pakistan one day kit of all time? There's so many amazing Pakistan one-day kits that I've loved over the years. I, I find it
2: difficult to pick just one, but if I had to just zero in on one, it would probably be the 1999 World Cup kit. I know a lot of people, a lot of people go for that 92 kit because of the nostalgia and winning the World Cup, but I, I really like that 99 World Cup kit. Uh, you know, I have all these visual memories of uh, Shoaib Akhtar running in and, you know, the shirt just kind of flowing and it was slightly oversized and had that beautiful crescent and star thing design going on in the front. I always thought that was a very aesthetic kit one of the best ones they came up with so 99 for me what about you what's your favorite india kit
0: yeah i mean when i first saw that 99 pakistan kit i did think it was like some sort of high-vis clothing (laughs) for for stewards or something like that but then it kind of grew on me it was uh it's, it's it's become an iconic kit hasn't it i mean it's not the traditional green of pakistan um very very bright indeed um but yeah it was it was a great side as well i mean that that 99 india world cup kit Again, I think all the kits in the '99 World Cup were fantastic. I, I that that's the first kit that I actually got as a kid uh, was the '99 Cricket World Cup kit, the India one. Um, but I've got to say, uh, for me, I just there's something about the dark blue yeah. of India. So that that kit, either the '92 World Cup or my actual personal favourite was the one which Sachin Tendulkar wore to score his double century against South Africa in 2009. Uh, That kind of dark blue kit with the Sahara sponsor on it and the Indian flag colours running down the side as well. I I thought that was my favourite of all time. Um, I I just like the dark blue for some reason. I don't know why they don't bring the dark blue back. (laughs) I tell you what, what was really underrated was this this away kit that
2: India had for the 2019 World Cup. I thought that was quite a smart kit, actually. I really
0: like the look of that one um as well it was yeah with the was, orange again it was pretty bright at the back the the orange um the, the front of it was pretty much dark blue again you know a uh, personal favorite of mine when it comes to India kits and then yeah the orange on the back and um yeah I, I, I you know it was it was certainly a great kit it sold out in a matter of minutes didn't it I mean uh, I, I can't remember if you were at Edgbaston with me during that match um but I was certainly there and uh, I remember the queues outside the shop hours before it opened and then within minutes uh, I think they had like three or four hundred replicas of those to sell, and they were just gone. And they and weren't they were cheap. All like sixty, seventy yeah. quid each. They weren't cheap.
2: Yeah, they were very expensive kits, and it just shows. There's a lot of them. Like, I mean, I can tell you, I have something like fifteen different Pakistan cricket shirts, mostly official. Some, <laughs> some, some are unofficial. <laughs> uh, but I, I, you know, I have, I have a bunch of these kits, and like, you know, every every year when I sort of do a little clear out and put some bags together for charity clothing, the cricket kits always survive. They never go anywhere because people have this huge nostalgic connection with these kits. You remember playing in them. You remember your team playing in them. It's a huge part of it. It's something that became more and more prominent uh, in the late 90s and the early noughties.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, one thing, Atif, uh, that I've always struggled with is, is to get my hands on an India test match shirt, you know, one that I can actually use while I'm playing in my club cricket match, or certainly when I used to play a lot of club cricket when I was younger, and I managed to get my hands on one um, it was It was just before Nike became the India sponsors, so they don 't actually sell the test replica kits for some weird reason, um, but just before that the the one with the Sahara sponsor on again, um, other airlines are available, of course um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I managed to get my hands on one of those through through a cricket these random cricket magazines which sell kits and, and pads and bats and things like that and they just happen to be selling india test match shirts official ones um so i've still got that it's a few sizes too small for me at the moment but uh, yeah uh certainly that that's one thing that i always found you know a, a challenge trying to find a test match kit for india i mean it was a little bit easier with pakistan i remember they were a little bit more freely available um but i suppose like you say there, there is a a market out there for for unofficial ones certainly
2: there is. There's so much affinity for kits. Like, as I say, nobody ever puts them away. They always keep them. Even so many players that I've spoken to, they keep all of these beautiful kits handy. Sometimes they'll donate them to charity. And two men who've played in a lot of different kits for India and Pakistan are former seamer Ashish Nera, and former all-rounder Azhar Mahmood. And we're delighted to be joined by them this week for our look at the late
0: 1990s into the 2000s. Ashish, Azo, you're both on the line with me and Atif Nawaz, my colleague as well. So if you all just want to say hi to each other
3: first.
1: Hi guys. Hi, hi how are you?
3: Hi, Ashish.
1: How are
3: you doing? All good. Best, all well. all ah. good, thank you.
1: So
0: guys, wonderful to have you both on with us. Uh, Azo, let's just start with you. Let's go down memory lane a little bit and uh, back to 1996 and your international debut for Pakistan against India in Toronto. Firstly, how was it making your debut against your fiercest rivals, not in India or Pakistan, but on neutral ground in Toronto?
3: Oh, it was a great feeling. Uh, To be honest, it was a pride moment for me and my entire family. And especially when you debut against India, it's the biggest rivalry between two nations. And playing against India, it was always a fun and uh, to be honest, on that particular day, I was more nervous inside my dressing room than playing against India because I seen these heroes, you know, I'll grow. Up watching Wasim Akram, Waqar Younis, all these guys in the same dressing room. I was more nervous inside the dressing room than playing against India.
0: Absolutely, and uh, yeah, just just to be teammates with guys who you've idolised uh, over the years, who you know some of whom you've seen uh, win a World Cup and things like that. It, it must have been uh, quite daunting for you not only to be playing in a dressing room full of those guys, but then on the Indian side, I'm sure you looked up to a lot of those guys as well.
3: Oh, there, there was a great team at that time, and I played. Against Sachin uh, and Dravid before in '95 A tour, but you know Sachin was a big name, and uh, Azrutin, Jadeja, they're full of full of stars at that times. You know, you you want to do well against India, as I, I'm sure Ashish want to do the same thing uh, for his side. But it it was a great rivalry, and we always love uh, playing each other, and we we are good friend off the field.
0: Absolutely. And uh, then following that, uh, as a, you went on to make your test debut the year after against South Africa uh, in 1997. And, and what a start you got off to. Yes, it was. You know, we are talking here about matches against India. But just to put it all into context, your test debut, uh, you made 128 not out, 50 not out. And you took a couple of wickets in that match in Rolpindi. Did that match in particular give you the confidence to to say to yourself, I believe that I belong here now at the top level, because as you say, you were nervous in 96. But after a performance like that in a test match against a very tough side, it must have given you a great boost. Yeah, it,
3: it gave me a great boost because everybody knows about my bowling at that time and betting at number eight and on a debut game, getting 100 against top bowling lineup likes of, and Donald and all these guys and getting 100, is it was a great achievement and I had a world record with Mushi as well on the last wicket at, at that time. Definitely give me boot but, you know, I struggle after after my debut got dropped a couple of times. It happened in Pakistan and uh, before, you know, Sahara Cup, 1996 Sahara Cup was my debut and then I played against Sahara Cup. I got selected against and up from... From there, second Sahara Cup, you know, my career, one day career was established and then uh, become a test player. And then from there onwards, you know, I, I was I was going up and up. And it was a great feeling, you know, sharing the dressing room with the greats like Vaseem wakar and learn a lot from them. And, uh, you know, playing in that era with those greats, it's uh, always a pleasure to do that.
0: And Ashish, you at this particular time uh, were starting your domestic career. Of course, uh, you didn't make your Test debut until '99, but you would have been watching a lot, a lot of these battles between India and Pakistan through the '90s in places like Toronto, like we've mentioned, in Sharjah. The, you know, the 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 Silver Jubilee Independence Cup in Bangladesh, 1997. Lots of tri-series taking place involving the sides as well. What were your feelings when when you watched India play Pakistan?
1: Ah, uh, to be very honest uh... I started watching cricket uh, like properly, if you ask me. You right? know, before that, I was one of those kids. I grew up in joint family. You know, like soccer World Cup, you watch soccer, basketball coming on TV, or NBA when you're watching you playing uh, basketball. But after 1992 World Cup, I would say I started watching cricket a lot. And from 1992 90, till 99, till the time I made my debut, literally I was watching uh, any game India was playing, or I would say any country were playing, any any game was coming on TV, i would watch but as far as india pakistan games concern it was uh, always big games you know like like uh, zubai just mentioned 1996 sahara uh, sahara cup uh, and after that bangladesh on few world cup games unfortunately in between those years or even now india pakistan were not playing too much cricket which uh, world always missed you know till today so uh, it w- it was a great uh, learning experience for me as a youngster you know you uh, you watch wasim akram bowl or you watch waqa Yunus bowl and you uh, watching uh, Sachin Tendulkar bat, Anil Kumble uh, bowling, so you learn a lot. So for me, it was no different as a kid. I learned a lot uh, for those games and later on I got lucky that I did manage to play for India and uh, played a lot uh, against Pakistan.
0: Absolutely, and I think one of the matches that may have inspired you, uh, we'll go back to that Silver Jubilee Independence Cup in Bangladesh in 1997. Uh, India, Pakistan and Bangladesh, of course, playing in that tournament. India and Pakistan involved in the series of finals. It was three finals uh, which they played in total, and it was one-all going into that final match. Uh, as you'll know all this very well because uh, you were involved in this particular one, and it's a match that's talked about for, you know, it's been talked about through the generations, certainly since, uh, since it happened. I mean, I remember talking to my Pakistani friends about this all the time and saying that, you know, do you remember when India chased down 315 to win that deciding final? And let's put it into context, guys. 315 inside 48 overs it was a 48 over game as well in 1997 it's like chasing 420 430 in this modern day and age it is an absolutely huge total for those times and india eventually got to their target saurav ganguly 124 robin singh 82 sachin with a quick uh, 41 off 26 balls as well as a firstly it must have been a hugely frustrating match for you and the rest of the bowlers.
3: Uh, yeah, it was a frustrating match for us. I think Vasim uh, and Wakar was not there in that game, but uh, myself and Aki was there. I remember uh, Sachin hitting me four fours in a row in one hour. So one of the days, you know, when he's he's swinging from the hip and he he had a great start and then... Sort of end up getting hundred and something. I can't remember exactly, but that was a good good game. But uh, it was a batting track, and uh, they played really well. The, our bowling were awful on that day, and uh, they had they managed to get uh, three hundred and fifty on. Especially when you mention it's very difficult at that time to teams to get to that much total, chase, especially chasing down. And they played really well, and uh, they beat us.
0: Yeah, and Ashish, uh, that match, as I say, was talked about a lot. Certainly, where I was in the UK among Indian cricket fans, uh, it, it must have been the same in India, right? That was one of the classic matches of that era, which people talked about for a good number of years.
1: Oh yeah, there's no doubt about that. And uh, rightly, you mentioned uh, earlier that you know chasing three one five those days were like chasing four four one five or I would say four fifty. Uh, I still remember Rishikesh Kanetkar hitting that shot, and uh, he he was a big hero in India. So, I mean, uh, those kind of games, you know, uh, you will remember for uh, years and years. And uh, in those kind of games, there have, have been carriers made and uh, carriers destroyed,
3: to be very honest. you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I was I was lucky enough, you know, after getting hit by a section, <laughs> four in a row. I was still playing after yeah, that. Yeah, and see, see, <laughs>
1: see, scoring 3-1-5, changing those days and... Uh, That that Pakistan team, even if there was no Vaseem Akram, no Wakar Yunus, you have uh, Azhar Mahmood, Diyarbakhteep, Javid, and I mean, that's a list is endless, and that's uh, always in every era that's the case. And uh, it it was great fun as a youngster to watch these kind of games, and it was a morale booster, to be very honest. You know, uh, that year, if I'm not wrong, it was my first. Uh, first year of first, uh, first class cricket. So uh, those games you learn a lot.
0: You were to make your test debut, Ashish, uh, just shortly after the year after that. Um, were you ever sort of eyeing up the 1999 World Cup and, and trying to force a place in that particular squad? Or did you feel it was perhaps too early in your career to be thinking about those things?
1: uh to be very honest you know when uh, i got selected for test match first time in 1999 february against uh, sri lanka for asian test championship i still remember when uh, you know uh, that time i didn't have no mobile phone or anything so i had a landline in my house and some media guy called and my father picked it up and uh, that's how i got the information so i to be very honest i put the phone down i thought somebody is joking with me so you, can, <laughs> so, so I thought somebody lying to me, and that I am telling you, uh, January to '99, uh, and World Cup was just after that in three four months. So uh, I mean, looking back, yes, it would have been early, but uh, that time I was uh, part of those twenty people. You know, in the World Cup, fourteen or fifteen people went, but we were like yeah. four four or five uh, missed out. You can say stand by like it was Habajan Singh, Virinda Sehwag, myself, Vinod Kamli. And uh, I had some, as always, like, you know, everybody knows I had uh, so many injuries in my career. That time also I had a side strain and I couldn't play a few domestic games. Otherwise, who knows, I would have been in England also for 99. But uh, no regrets as after that I did manage to play a few World Cups and I did manage to play for long for India. So, uh, all 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 in all, it was a great journey for me.
0: Absolutely. I mean, those five names you mentioned there, that would be a hell of a five-a-side team uh, if they were to, to play together uh, in, in any era, really. Uh, Azar, you, of course, uh, were part of that famous uh, Pakistan squad in 1999. And that was some squad that you had there. I mean, you had... The likes of Younis sitting on the bench in that World Cup for most of it as well. What was it like to be a part of that side? Was that the best side that you've ever played with?
3: Oh, definitely a best side I ever uh, played with, and I think our journey starts from uh, especially Indian tour when we went to India after a long time, and uh, it, there was a test series, and then uh, uh, I think it's a uh, Pepsi, or, I think a Pepsi Trophy, uh, Tri nation
1: well, I yeah yeah yeah. I, yeah. That
3: that was uh, I think the best uh, series we, uh, was involved India Pakistan series because uh, I remember we played uh, won the first Test match in Chennai and then India won when when Anil Kumle got ten wickets in Delhi and the final was in the Kolkata and that was the best feeling our journey basically start that team Wasim uh, Akram become a captain before this. And from there on, you know, uh, we had a great series uh, in India. Then we went at Sharjah, we beat India in Sharjah. We beat India in final, where my best figure was 5 for 38, uh, playing in that Bangalore final. And then the World Cup itself, you know, like from, you can see the bench strength of our team at that time, you know, Salim Malik was on bench, Mushtaq Ahmed, Wakar Yunus, and sometime uh, shai the fridi was on the bench so it was a great team great atmosphere i think we played our best cricket in those two years
2: now it's it's fascinating you talk about that time because pakistan were kind of generally dominating india in different matches different formats all over the place but and they were doing so well in that 99 world cup but it couldn't be india and as you know there's a long-running stat about india and india versus pakistan matches where india keep beating pakistan and you know you were part of that one match in 99 Talk me through what it was like in terms of atmosphere, in terms of pressure in 1999, when Pakistan played India in the World Cup. Uh,
3: India always to uh, always managed to get to win in the World Cup stages against Pakistan because it was uh, too much pressure, expectation from the both nation, you know, you don't want to lose that. And we were cruising that game. Uh, I remember playing at Manchester, Old Trafford, and we were cruising that game and suddenly we lost a couple of wickets and puts ourselves in, under pressure and India won the game from there.
0: That's up in the air, fielder coming underneath it, taken straight to
1: Kumbhle in the deep. India have won the match by 48 runs, a great win by India, played much more positive cricket than Pakistan, won the toss, batted and Pakistan, I'm afraid, seems still hungover from the loss to South Africa and
3: have suffered a demoralizing defeat against India. It's a tremendous performance by Venkatesh Prasad to end this game. Five wickets for him. It was, it was, it was a great experience. You know, ne- there is never a dull moment in India-Pakistan game, whether you played a wo- World Cup game or you played a friendly game. So it's always a great fun, and you know, it's more exciting playing against each other is I think we should be playing more and more cricket together.
0: So obviously that defeat in 99, disappointing for Pakistan Ashish Nera would have been uh, at home up and down uh, jumping around when Venkatesh Prasad <laughs> took those five wickets uh, I'm sure um, and then to 2003 where both of you were involved uh, in your squads there um, and Ashish uh, you played in that match uh, against Pakistan firstly w- what an atmosphere that was at Centurion I mean just I, I was there watching it on TV as a young kid, and uh, to me, I've, I've never seen a stadium as tense and as loud as that uh, in all my cricketing days. Uh, just tell us how the atmosphere was at Centurion that day.
1: See, when you talk about India-Pakistan game, it's in Centurion, it's in Old Trafford, it's in uh, Karachi, Lahore, or Bombay, or wherever it is. It's always electric and uh, great atmosphere. You know, like. Uh, uh, whole world uh, watch these kind of games, they wait for these kind of games and on top of that, you're talking about World Cup. I mean, to be very honest, it was my first game against Pakistan. Uh, in 2001 and 2002, we were not playing uh, bilateral series. In uh, I still remember 2002, Sri Lanka, there was a the Champions Trophy, but uh, unfortunately, we didn't play against Pakistan. Uh, so uh, it was a great game. It was the last game for Wasim Akram and Waqar Yunus, if I'm not wrong. You know, and. Uh, for me, it was a great learning and great great experience, great atmosphere. And you know, when India Pakistan, wherever they play, not only in India or in Pakistan, if India Pakistan playing a game in England or in Australia or in South Africa, it's always houseful. You know, and people are queuing outside the ground for days and days to get tickets, but they don't. So uh, I've been privileged to be in. Uh, to get involved these kind of games i clearly remember that game it wasn't uh, that great a game for me particularly but uh, the way sachin tendulkar batted and uh, took the game away from pakistan
3: i remember you bowled well Vashish. Uh, you got that adwar and you got abdurazaq in that game i remember that game very clearly
1: <laughs> yeah i mean I, I was i mean to be I, i'm just saying i'm just saying for public or for maybe for the media stat stats okay. wise you know like i i gave uh, some 70 runs and all that few edges here mm-hmm. and there and uh, i mean to be at uh, that time uh, i used to just come run and bowl i had no no idea about bowling and no idea about the pressure or you know when you are young you don't feel that much pressure you just enjoy the yeah. moment but uh, when there are more expectation from you and once you played one or two world cups and then there are more like i felt more pressure playing against pakistan in 2011 world cup semi final rather than Uh, Before that, whenever I played against Pakistan, you know, that time, you know, you're a senior player, you're playing at home, World Cup semi-final. So that game in Mohali was much more pressure than any game I played against Pakistan before.
0: Ashish, back to two thousand and three. Uh, you know, as mentions there, that you took those couple of wickets. Said Anwar, of course, a fantastic century from him to set things up for Pakistan. Yeah. I mean, it was a tough day for the bowlers all around. I mean, Shoaib Akhtar conceded over seventy runs. Uh, Wakar Unis conceded seventy runs in about seven overs or something like that. So uh, you know, <laughs> it was a tough day for the bowlers all around, wasn't it? I mean, it was it was a you know a very a very decent score in those days, two hundred and seventy odd for both sides. Uh, obviously, a lot of tension for India chasing and you know, such in with that uh, ninety eight of seventy five and then uh Yuvraj and Dravid finishing things off at the end as well. But uh you know it was it was a fabulous uh occasion uh for, for, for the cricketing world, wasn't it? Just to see that many runs scored and, and to see, you know, ultimately uh India with uh, yet another victory on the cards in a World Cup.
1: Oh yeah there's no doubt about it. You know, chasing uh two hundred and seventy five or seventy four against that bowling lineup especially. You know, you're talking about seeing Bakar Shoe Bakta Abdullah, you can you let me tell uh, let me put it that way that Azhar Mahmoud, Mahmoud was warming up the bench, so you can imagine. I I'm, see there's no no disrespect to Pakistan team right now that there's like uh, now after Mizbah, taking over, Mushi is there, Azubai worked with them. I'm sure in months to come, years to come, they will be back again where they were. But that time, you know that team like somebody like Azhar Mahmood uh, warming the bench up or even even you talk about 99 you know, Bokad, you know sitting out Salim Malik sitting out so those 10-12 years was, uh, Pakistan team uh, was on uh, some different level you know like they they can they could beat any team on their uh good day there's no doubt about it
0: Azar, were you glad to be on the bench that day no
3: <laughs> actually i wasn't on the bench that day i was officially on the bench mm-hmm. but you know like whenever Saeed got 100 i end up building i feel it <laughs> full 50 of, yes. I, I think they chased down in 40, 40 overs or oh, you know sachin was uh, fly, uh, had a massive start you know he uh, i think they were 100 100 in, after 9 over or something like that so sachin went uh, ballistic that day and uh, i remember that shot he played against uh, Shwe Bakhtar. it was 96 miles an hour and he just managed to get uh, over point for six
0: and he goes
1: after that one and it's six. Schwab fast and furious, allowing the batsman that with and Sachin Talulka has cashed in on it big time. That's gone away in a flash. That is cricket at
3: its best. So that was some remarkable innings. And towards the end, uh, UV played really a crucial role yeah. to get 50 odd. So it, it's you can. You can see from the body language what Bakhtar was in that day, and even ended up getting seventy odd runs in that game because he was nervous. He couldn't handle the pressure, and uh, when uh, I think when Vakar said you taking the new ball, so I, I was standing in the slip, and you can see, Shwe wasn't the Shwe we normally see. So he was under so much pressure. And if you see the first few over when he bowled, he was under so much pressure. And when he come back, when he got Sachin Tendulkar out, that was too late. So, uh, those were the game, you know, you if you can't ha- handle the pressure, you will be on a losing side more often than not.
1: Has he put it away? Yes, he has, that's it. The boundary to finish things, the crowd here at Super Sport Park, Centurion are going absolutely berserk. What a terrific performance by India. Rahul Dravid, a very sensible knock from him.
2: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, after that difficult time, it was great to see Pakistan and India start playing each other again, uh, you know, with the bilateral tours, which started again in 2004 and 2005. Um, Ashish, it was your first time touring uh, Pakistan in 2004. What was it like for you visiting Pakistan for the very first time?
1: Uh, It was one of the best experiences. I mean, you know, it was one of the best tours of my life. Uh, There's no doubt about it. The kind of uh, warmth we got and the kind of, uh, you know, uh, great. It was a great feeling, you know, the way people were on the streets. I still remember in Lahore, there were few Indian people. I don't, I, I, don't know the right number, but I think there were like five, seven hundred people. Only that many, that many people got the visa, and I could see Indian flag in Lahore, and you know they are just on the road roaming around and eating, and people are not even charging them. You know, it, it, it was a friendship tour. So no, I, I, never experienced any, anything like that in any other country. You know, like when you go to England, when you go to Australia, South Africa, Sri Lanka, all those, those tours are great. All those people are lovely people. But the kind of hospitality pakistani people showed on that particular tour it was just uh, you know hands down to that crowd it, it, it was an ama- amazing amazing tour and
0: the first test ashish was fantastic from an indian point of view um you know Sewag hitting 309 Sachin tendulkar 194 india winning by an innings i mean could you have ever imagined uh, when you set foot in Pakistan, that uh, the tour was going to get off to such a positive start.
1: Yeah, we see, uh, if I'm not wrong, we, uh, we played first one-day game in Karachi, which was a 350-run game. I bought the last over, I still remember. And uh, we won, India won first game, and it was two all, Then India won last game in Lahore. I got my uh, finger injury of webbing split after third game in Rawalpindi, and followed by that amazing test series, you know. You just rightly mentioned the Sehwag scoring 300 and Sachin scoring 180, 190. And then Pakistan bounced back, you know, like one all. And then going in uh, the final test, one all. So you can't ask anything better than that.
0: And going into the final test, one all Ashish, what, what, what do India do when they're away to Pakistan? The series is tied at one all. There's a big deciding game coming up. They unleash their secret weapon Ashish Nehra again and they win the third test.
1: Yeah, I I still remember you know I got a webbing split and then I was back in Delhi for two weeks and then I joined the team again you know those days there were flights and Delhi Lahore was like 45-50 minutes flight Delhi Bombay is hour and a half but Delhi Lahore is 45 minutes so that close Lahore is from Delhi so I was doing up and down and I played the final Test match again proud moment not easy you know that's uh, I mean it's never easy to win a Test series when you go outside uh, your country. There's no doubt about it. And uh, there was pressure on India as well as on Pakistan. So, the way Rahul Dravid batted in that particular test match, uh, it was amazing. You know, when you talk about a guy like Rahul Dravid, whenever India had famous victories outside India, you will always see this name.
3: There it is.
0: Wonderful innings, a fantastic innings. Only the third Indian to score a double century against Pakistan to see that course he went on to get 300 as well. Daikwad, and now Dravid.
1: you talk about Adelaide, you talk about uh, Sydney, you talk about in South Africa, you talk about Rawalpindi. So it was a big win for India. I mean going after so many years, uh, like I just said, both, not only India, both the teams were under pressure. and people see in the end people did manage to see a wonderful uh, series or a wonderful game of cricket. there's no doubt about it.
2: Is when the when the Indian team was touring Pakistan, and I know you weren't uh, involved in the ODIs in 04, but you were you were there, you were part of the team, you were part of the, the squad, the culture. Is there like uh, an extra set expectation you put on yourself to, to you know, make sure the Indian uh, team, the visiting team, has a good time with the hospitality? Uh, I know there's a lovely story about um, Javed Miadad inviting the Indian team to the, his house for dinner um but like is there an additional kind of you know duty of hospitality that the Pakistanis take when the Indians
3: visit no we are really good friend off the field you know whenever we go like I remember when I went to India first time in 1997 I played only three, two or three games we were in Hyderabad I went out for a shopping with Muhammad Vaseem and we went to one shop and come back and the whole crowd was there you know there four or five hundred people were was- block and everything. No one knew at that time. Maybe my next door neighbor don't know my name, but in India, the people <laughs> love you and they respect you. The hospitality was great whenever we go to India. It's the same vice versa. You know, people, because it's end of the day, it's a game. And, you know, people know because it's, there were, one time, you know, there was one country and we we belong from there. My grandfather from Am- Amritsar, and a lot of, you know, people from, Maybe a family living in Pakistan or vice versa. So it's a lot of love and sports to play. You follow players, and it, it, we had a great time whenever we tour India. And uh, must be uh, they, these guys had been well looked after when they were in Pakistan. So I, I wasn't part of that time because I, I don't know about those series because you know I was so disappointed when I was my Test debut finished in 2001 and my. I was dropped after the World Cup didn't play any single game, so i I was disappointed. I didn't watch any cricket for two years for Pakistan cricket, even Pakistan was playing. I was so disappointed at that time, but you know uh you, I've been playing for Pakistan for such a long time, and then you know i as I thought, okay, let me go and play somewhere else and then but you know they have they must be have a great time, and it was a great series, you know i I, I follow the scorecard here and there, but it was a great series.
0: Absolutely. And then uh, India returned the favour of hosting Pakistan a year later in 2005. Uh, Ashish, you, uh, you're part of the one-day series there again. Uh, Pakistan uh, doing well this time around, uh, winning that one. Uh, but in the second ODI, Ashish, uh, you, you pulled it back for India very well. Uh, took took four wickets. Uh, was that... Was that one of your best performances against Pakistan, do you feel?
1: Uh, No, I mean, again, like, uh, stat wise, stats-wise, yes, I, uh, I picked four wickets, but uh, I'm sure I must have picked uh, three or four wickets against Pakistan somewhere else also. But it was, it, it was a great series. You know, like, again, uh, beating India at home, uh, not easy, especially, uh, you know, the kind of team we had that time. And uh, mind you, we won the first two games. You know, I still remember first game was in... Uh, First game was in Kochi and if I'm not wrong, second game was in uh, Vishakha Patnam. And after that, losing game, four games in a row, last game was in Delhi. Uh, not easy for any team, but Pakistan did that. So, you know, the, that, that's the kind of team Pakistan had that time. You know, uh, you have batsmen like Inzamaa Mulhak, Muhammad Yousaf, Yunus Khan and Abdul Razak. So, they also had a great team and coming back. I mean, see, when there's a five or six game series mm-hmm. and you are 2 nil down, Even you, you you're playing at home, you're playing away, you're playing against a weak team or a strong team, it's not easy. But Pakistan showed character there. And uh, again, uh, it was a great fun series. Although, I mean, we were very disappointed winning first two games and then losing last four. But again, there was a learning in it. And uh, I still miss watching India, Pakistan in bilateral series uh, and hopefully in future when things are good and i mean this is not something which uh me or azubai can take the decision it's a political thing or a government thing so hopefully things are better and people will uh will be able to see again great series like india pakistan
3: No, i remember that series you know pakistan were two down and then uh, Razak had a f- couple of great games and Yunus khan doing really well in test match cricket it was it was great to watch you know india pakistan when especially when you go away from home and you do two down and then end up winning the series four two that was amazing, that was amazing. And uh, I think Indy was ca- captain at that time, so it was a great... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think Kamran Akmal got a couple, uh, couple of hundreds in that series. One of...
1: Shai, Shai De Fridi got a really... Uh, after 1996, then Shai Dafri got a hundred. Like, you know, after eight, nine years, in, I think in some 39 or 40 balls in Kanpur. Yeah, no, it's
3: a, yeah.
2: it was an extraordinary... Uh, innings as well, that was 102 or 46 that Shai Afridi got in that fifth match. And, you know, I've got yeah. to ask you, actually, because it it's an incredible series. And what a comeback from Pakistan to win 4-2, as you say, Azhar. But something quite bizarre happened in the first match of that series. And I know, Ashish, you were part of the squad. So I've got to ask you, uh, India scored 281 runs in their 50 overs. And Arshad Khan uh, took four wickets for, for Pakistan. Sevar got 108 for India. But some like a very unusual name popped up on the bowling scorecard for India with Sachin Tendulkar taking five wickets for 50 runs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How bizarre was it to watch Sachin Tendulkar take, you know, we've seen him break records with the bat, but with the ball, a five-wicket haul, it must have been quite unusual.
1: I mean, it is unusual, but don't underestimate Sachin Tendulkar when it comes to bowling. You know, like uh, later half of his career, maybe he didn't bowl much, but he was somebody who was, because you know I, I don't need to mention his mind to anyone because uh, you cannot score that many runs if you don't understand the game. And, you know, it doesn't matter how much skill you have, but when it comes to bowling, he used to use his mind a lot. And he was a very skillful bowler, and uh, mind you, he used to work a lot on these things in the nets. It's not just one of those days. It, Sachin Tendulkar picked up five wickets against Australia also in a one-day game, if I'm not wrong. And uh, he has picked up more than, and he has picked up more than 150 one-day wickets. And he was a very, very handy, uh, I would say, bowler. I would not say, I would oh, not say fast bowler or a spinner because whenever. Uh, Whatever needed, if you need a horse spinner, Sachin Dandunga was available. If you need a leg spinner, Sachin Dandunga was yeah. available. If you want a fast bowler, the only thing left was left hand spin for Sachin Dandunga. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: no, no, that's that's true. We've we seen him. We've seen him Sachin bowling, leg spin whenever they needed, you know, like we. Remember, you know, two two of our opener, Amit Swell and Saidan were partnership going on, and such and start bowling off spin, and then suddenly, you know, he's bowling leg spin, and he was he was very accurate as well. He was not just like a part timer, but he didn't bowl enough. But he was a good enough bowler to get five wickets.
0: And... You know That one-day series, of course, uh, you know ended with that victory for Pakistan, a famous victory uh, in the history of the bilateral series between the two uh, in India, of course, uh, a big moment for them. And the test series as well, uh, you mentioned it briefly there, uh, Azhar, about Yunus Khan uh, getting a lot of runs in that test series. And just like Ashish mentioned, whenever you look at Indian victories abroad, famous test victories abroad, Rahul Dravid is one of the main names that always crops up, and that 270 he got in the final test of that 04 series in Pakistan, really set that victory up for India. Yunus Khan is the same for Pakistan, isn't he? I mean, he's done it all over the world. He always seems to score those big runs uh, in those famous victories for Pakistan overseas and, and in different countries, even in within the subcontinent. You've played with him. You've seen him a lot over the years. Just how good was Eunice Khan and how underrated is he?
3: Uh, he was, I think, one of the best. i never seen uh, such a determined people, you know, like he was from the day one. His work ethic was the same, you know, like his routine in the morning was always the same because I got to work with him when he uh, had a last test. Debut. So I saw him when he got a debut and when he played the last test match when he got 10,000 runs. His routine was the same. His mindset was the same. And he's so hardworking.
1: Nicely played for a boundary. That's his 150. Third score of 150. Came off
3: a brilliant stroke. You never see Yunus Khan uh, you know, uh, you always see Yunus Khan smiling. Either he got 100 or 200 or 300 or not. You always see Yunus Khan. He was a great uh, ambassador for the game for Pakistan. And he, he, every time team needed, he got a lot of runs, especially against Sri Lanka and India, against spin bowling. So he was one of the best player against spin bowling
2: yeah he did really really well on uh, pakistan's uh, uh, series against india when india toured in o five o six. you know piled on the runs he scored 553 runs uh, in that test series um uh, it only a three test series as well with he uh, didn't he didn't quite get the double hundred but he got 199 as well i mean watching that uh, at the time um, as a well, how heartbreaking was it to see a player of that class just just fall short of the double century by one run.
3: Yeah, it is disappointing to see, you know, when, when you work so hard to get to that mark, and, uh, you know, achieving that, it's disappointing. But if you see, if you remember that uh Anik, Yunus Khan was smiling when he got out, you never see anything on his face, you know. Uh, he always happy what he ha- he got. So that's, it's a great thing to have as a player when you, when you're successful, you stay the same. You stay, the, stay humble and end of the day, you have to say thanks God for doing, uh, giving me th- that opportunity to get to 199.
1: See, to be very honest, playing against uh, somebody like Yunus Khan, you know, like he was one of those guys, you can clearly see that he's always giving more than 100%. You know, like, uh, and uh, Azubai just mentioned his work ethics, you know, uh, he, he was a real, he was really hard working guy. Uh, maybe he didn't have skills like somebody like uh, Inzamamul Haq or Javed Miandad or Saeed Anwar or Zahir Abbas Saab or Mohammed Yousaf. But it's not always about skills. In the end, it's uh, all down to hard work. And you know, you clearly see he played uh, at the age of 41, 42, captain Pakistan for so long and scoring 10,000 runs is no joke.
3: Yeah, yeah, Hashish, uh, um, I absolutely agree with you, what you're saying. You know, like, you see, you. I think if you compare Muhammad Yusuf to Yunus Khan as a talent and a class, you know, Yusuf, whenever he played, he looks really good, classy. But Yunus was never looked like a classy player. But, you know, he has a habit to get big runs and he always worked hard because that's why he's the only one guy who got 10,000 runs. The other...
0: Indeed, yeah. I mean, absolutely fantastic servant for Pakistan cricket. And uh, as Atif said, you know, piling on the runs uh, against India in particular uh, in those series uh, in the mid-2000s. So oh six. 6 Again, uh, India touring Pakistan. And, you know, it, it was uh, another closely contested uh, test series uh, in the end. Uh, Pakistan winning 1-0 in that three-match series. Uh, there was, of course, that, that famous uh, first test of the series where India's uh, openers, Varenda Sehwag and Rahul Dravid, put on 400-odd for the first wicket. Uh, a bit of a batsman's paradise, uh, that one. Probably a slightly uh, unfair wicket on the bowlers. Uh, but Pakistan eventually winning that test series 1-0. Uh, India, though, in ODI cricket, Really showing their class and their force. And with the emergence of MS Dhoni and the likes of Yuvraj Singh and Suresh Rainer, you know, finishing games off for fun, it really was uh, sort of the turning point, I suppose, for India building this new ODI side, which was eventually to win the World Cup in a few years' time. Ashish, do you remember sort of you, you were in and out of the setup during those times, uh, didn't play in that particular series, but do you remember the thought process behind putting that squad of players together?
1: Yeah, I remember to be very honest, uh, I was playing till 2005, September, if I'm not wrong. I had a back injury in uh, Zimbabwe and after that I didn't play. But I clearly remember that series. I didn't watch much because I was doing my rehab in Australia. But uh, I was watching here and there, highlights and uh, reading the scorecard and all that. And you just uh, mentioned two names, Yuvras Singh and M.S. Dhoni, you know, batting at that number, number five and six. And, you know, you're four down uh, on whatever, and then you need 10 over 75, 10 over 80. Not easy. But these two guys before that, I would say, you know, like I'm sure there must be people before that also. And uh, any sport, you know, cricket is no different. You know, every team is moving forward. And India was also moving forward before that. Those kind of jobs, I've only seen guys like Ajay Jadeja and Robin Singh uh, to do. You know, uh, and uh, after that, MS Dhoni and Yuvraj Singh, what they did for India was uh, no joke. You know, uh, And this is one of the only series because here we are discussing only India-Pakistan games but they were doing regularly these kind of things. Batting at 5, UB or batting at 6 uh, sometimes and other way around, MS, batting 5, 6, lefty-righty combination. But they were doing this thing, I would say, started in 2005-6 until 2011. So, good 5 years they were doing, you know, in cricket sometimes we call it, they were doing the dirty job. You Either, either you are a hero and sometimes when you don't finish the game, you are at the crease then uh, people question you that you know ms was there or yuvraj was there but still game was not finished but with these two guys, very, very, very rare that happened because they were class apart in on that particular number.
0: That time as well, I was talking about building that particular ODI side with with the finishers in there of the likes of Dhoni, Yuvraj, Suresh Raina was coming into the side yeah. at that point as well. Um, the bowlers as well, I mean, it was a big change in uh, sort of the, the landscape of Indian bowling because Javagal Srinath had retired after the 2003 World Cup. I mean, how difficult was it? to replace Javagal Srinath. Can you replace Javagal Srinath? How, how good a player was he and how much extra uh, work did, did you as, as a bowling unit have to do to kind of make up for the class of somebody like that missing?
1: See, I, I mean, to be very honest, as a youngster, you don't, uh, you don't look to make up anyone, even if you have a guy who's not doing well and even if you have a guy who has picked up 400 wickets or 500 wickets. As a new guy, you always try to do your best. And there's no doubt about it that Jawagal Shiranath led the attack for good 10 years and uh, whatever he has done for India, everybody knew. I mean, I have seen one of the quickest Indian bowler, Jawagal Shiranath. But after that, you know, uh, especially after 2008, I would say IPL came, India had too many India A tours and all that. Then you have more and more players coming, more and more fast bowlers coming. That time, me being, being injured and Zaheer Khan was also struggling with his form and fitness. But that time, Irfan Pathan, R.P. Singh, shirishan they were very skillful bowlers, so they did the job. So from there on, I'll be very honest with you. Uh, Greg Chapel was coach that time, and uh, you know, India went to play 2007 World Cup, and uh, there was a little bit of problems were going on for sure. But whatever India did in 2003, 4, 5, and after. you could see the results and then M.S. Dhoni become captain and the coach like Gary Kustum came so it was a work in progress and uh, all these bowlers like earlier I mentioned they all were really really talented bowlers and they got the results.
0: Ashish Nehra and Azhar Mahmood there, and we'll have lots more from them next week as we continue our journey through the 2000s. But just two things I wanted to mention after hearing from them. Firstly, the early 2000s for India were all about Sourav Ganguly and his captaincy. He's held by many as the man who taught Indian cricket how to fight and to be tough. And that's taking nothing away from previous generations of Indian cricketers who did have wins themselves overseas in the 1970s and 80s, in particular. But Ganguly was a different type of captain, I felt. And he, along with a generation of talented young players, really did change the face of Indian cricket, along with the experience uh, at hand uh, with the likes of Tendulkar, Dravid and Kumbley, as well as Srinath in the side at that time as well. And I think that had a lot to do with uh, going to Pakistan and winning a Test series for the first time in 2004, even though Ganguly was injured for part of that historic series. But I think it was just him and, and that sort of fire in his belly and those young players coming through the ranks that really helped India to achieve that feat.
2: Absolutely. I mean, Ganguly was such a crucial figure for India in that transition because, you know, people kind of uh, assume it's MS Tony, it's Sachin Tendulkar, but that transition of Indian cricket really started with uh, Saurav Ganguly and his kind of inspirational captaincy. They still call him Dada with great respect to this day. And, you know, the opposite was true of Pakistan at the time. They were coming to an end. they great players were coming to an end. People like Wasim Akram, and are Yunus walking away from international cricket uh, after long and esteemed careers. But it, we really understood how much Pakistan leaned on them in their absences. It's very difficult to pinpoint. You know any Pakistani seamer that stuck around for any you know significant amount of time. The batsmen, you know, they kind of continued for a bit longer. You had, say, the who was still around, and Inzamam-ul-Haq who captained, you know, with p- patches of of good of great success. But sadly for Pakistan, not very often against India.
0: Yeah, I think it was the consistency which was the problem, uh, particularly for Pakistan uh, across all formats in those sort of 2000s, especially the early 2000s, into the mid uh, of that decade as well. And uh, the second thing I wanted to talk about was actually that 2006 series, which we did mention there uh, with Ashish Nehra and Azam Mahmood and that famous Irfan Patan hat trick in the third test. Now, neither of those two, Nera or Mahmood, were involved. So uh, I thought it would be uh, more fitting, I suppose, for us, Atif, as fans who were watching at the time to talk about our memories of it. First of all, let's just listen back to how things unfolded in the first over of that Karachi test on the 29th of January 2006.
1: Edge HM and accepted. It's Rahul Javid who picks up a neat catch. And in India are off the mark. Uh, close enough to call, I think it is close enough to call, and he's gone. What a good delivery. Perfect line, swing, direction, and the result was a perfect uh, one for the left-armer. He got rid of Yunus Khan with a lovely in-dipper, what will this ball be? Delivery. It's become a star again.
3: Only second man to take a hat-trick in the first over of a test match. It couldn't have begun better for India.
2: Absolutely incredible. You know, as a Pakistan cricket fan, I've seen many of my favorite bowlers take hat tricks, and you know, even I can begrudgingly accept that was a phenomenal start to the test match. It just kinda of set the game on fire. It was in Karachi. Pakistan. Oddly enough, did go on to win that test match, but uh, but you know it really had it really had everything that t- it started with a hat trick. Pakistan ended up winning. There were centuries, you know. There was a there was a really grateful crowd in Karachi to watch that game. It was extraordinary. But that is you know when you, if you're compiling a montage of some of the greatest moments of India versus Pakistan cricket, that hat trick
0: uh certainly belongs in there. Absolutely. And uh, you, you can probably say that uh, with a lot more ease uh, because Pakistan did actually win that Test match. And that's <laughs> why, for me, I mean, watching it, I was up and down on the sofa. I was loving it. I mean, first over of a Test match, to get a hat-trick against Pakistan in Pakistan as well. And the series was uh, level at that point. It was nil-nil going into that final test. I mean, it was a dreadful series up until that point. The first test match, uh, I think that was the one where um, Pakistan got about 6-700 and then India replied with like 450-odd for one, including that 400-odd partnership between uh, Dravid and Sawag at the top of the innings. It was just, there was nothing in it for the bowlers. It just wasn't competitive at all. And then... For Irfan Patan to take that hat trick, my emotions were all over the place. I I thought that was it. That you know, in- India can't lose this Test match now. Surely, I mean, you know, they skittled out Pakistan for two forty-five. Well, I say skittled out. I mean, they should have got a lot less than that. But a brilliant hundred from uh, Kamran Akmal. Uh, in that innings and it proved to be really crucial in the state of the match as well because India responded with uh, I think 238 and then Pakistan in their second innings 599 for seven I think it was declared off memory and then they skittled India out and uh, went on to win the match and win the series so yeah bittersweet moment for me but certainly one of the iconic moments of India-Pakistan cricket and uh, yeah, it's just one of the things that uh, Irfan Patan is most fondly remembered for in India despite the the defeat in the Test match overall. Well, all wonderful memories Uh, and as
2: we said, Ashish Nehra and Azhar Mahmood will be back next week to look back at more classic moments from the late 2000s and into the 2010s as India became world champions for the second time, beating Pakistan on the way to the crown.
0: Yep, do join us then. As always, you can send us your comments via social media. It's at Atif Nawaz and at Nikesh Raghani. Please also follow the Wisdom Cricket and Wisdom India Twitter feeds. Remember that the usual Wisdom Weekly Cricket podcast drops again soon and we'll be back next week.
3: Podcast Network.